Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Self Made with D Brown CEO. Today's guest is a young man who is an engineer by trade, but is doing big things in the automation business that would change the way schools, medical facilities, and restaurants do business in the future. When a family friend was struggling with a restaurant trying to fulfill diner's orders, he created a point of sale system from scratch. He then added options for a call center and he truly was cooking up success. Then he went on to create a top of the line Indian bread oven that is considered the best in the industry in Europe. His next stop was to create autonomous robotic solutions, solving real world problems in the hospitality, healthcare, and retail industries. Please welcome to the show, Sadir Saja, President and CEO of Pringle Robotics. Welcome to Self Made. Glad to have you here. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Sadir, let's jump right into the program. You have a pretty interesting uh, background in technology. Uh, you've done a lot of amazing things. Uh, so tell me a little bit about your background, where you grew up, where you come from. Yeah, I'm uh, originally from India. I was born in India. I did my uh, bachelor's in India and then moved to the United States. Uh, America's given me uh, a good, uh, allowed me to actually do my master's here. So I did that in South Dakota and then eventually went on to uh, getting into the workforce in America. Yeah. So how did you develop a passion for automation and technology? Yeah, so uh, uh, right from the beginning, uh, I always liked to uh, reuse things, so create ones, use it for multiple purposes. And so that, that is the basic concept of uh, automation, right? So you redo things over and over again so you can automate those things. Uh, that allowed me to actually um, do things faster, uh, and, and actually achieve uh, the, the, the uh, achieve results faster. So that was the reason why I, I, I mean, that's how I actually moved into automation. Yeah. Got you. So from a training and educational perspective, what type of background do you have that made you ready for this type of career? Yeah, my uh, education is in computer science and uh, engineering. And um, I did, uh, computer science is more, Hardcore, um, um, you 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 do a lot of uh, development and things like that, but you have to make it uh, applied in the real world, and so that's where I went on to do information systems, and um, got the opportunity to actually develop several uh, applications uh, back in uh, the year 2000 and so forth. That's when the web was coming into play, so uh, created a lot of web applications and uh, ended up. Um, creating a healthcare software system as well, uh, which actually you know, does a lot of claims processing uh, that is being used by several uh, hospital institutions today. Yeah. Okay, so you, uh, you seem to be just really into uh, technology, a real techie. You're the founder and CEO of Pringles Technologies, Inc. Tell me a little bit about what, what all you all do at, at Pringles Technology. So Pringle Tech uh, started back in 2004 uh, but uh, really got its legs in 2009, uh, where we, uh, uh, we, 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 we started creating digital presence for small businesses. Started off with my cousin, who was a restauranter, and he just started his first restaurant. It grew from one restaurant to 49 restaurants, and so uh, there was an opportunity for us to start as a project for one restaurant, moved it into a product which supported the food and beverage industry, and then eventually went on to become a platform. So today it's the platform that we have, uh, Pringle API, which is not only used by food and beverage industries, but it's also used by uh, educational institutions, logistic companies, 
they all have uh, a, a subscription on the platform which allows them to have their digital presence, which means their website, you know, ways they conduct business on the web, on mobile apps, those all run off of our, off our platform. Um, just recently, we also got, um, uh, we're working with uh, the Illinois Conservation Foundation, and we have an app called Outdoor Illinois, which actually runs off of the app. Uh, off of the platform, uh, it, it so so again the concept there is you know we started with a project, turn it into a product, and then now it's a platform that is supporting uh, several businesses across the globe. Um, we were fortunate enough for a couple of our customers. You know they went from U.S. to other countries, Canada, Australia, Singapore, Hong Kong, and so we followed them through. So we had. Uh, we were pretty much following our customers, and, and this is all organic growth and uh, trying to, uh, again, solve problems for our customers. Yeah. So your uh, technology is really used around the world. Yes. Yeah. So now you, you did a, a call center at one point, right? Yeah. So uh, what happened was back in uh, 2017, uh, we were getting a lot of... Uh, Again, that was when slowly, you know, the labor shortage was coming through. And uh, so my cousin had issues around in the restaurant. Um, you know, the waiters were actually, especially during busy times, not picking up the phones. And so that was a real problem because they were losing money on the table there. And so uh, what we ended up doing is uh, the solution for that is essentially route all of the phone calls that are coming into the store into our call center. So our agents actually get the call. As soon as the call comes in, we know who the customer is. If they have any previous orders, we see those orders. And we are able to use artificial intelligence to kind of say, suggest, you know, what could be, uh, what, what, would, what they would want to order for the day. And, uh, you know, kind of make the experience, the customer experience, uh, you know, improve the customer experience. And also, since you don't have, uh, you're not doing multiple jobs, uh, you're pretty much addressing the customer over the phone. I think you can do a better job at actually making sure right. the customer is uh, is getting what he wants, and also uh, and, and there's an opportunity to even improve the sales for the business. Mm -hmm. So missed calls uh, were being addressed, and also uh, increased sales uh, for the business owners. So right, right. Uh, that's very, how very smart solution. Yeah. Very smart solution. So when you started Pringles back in 2004, correct? Mm -hmm. Was, was it just you? Yeah, it was just me. Uh, actually, up until 2009, it was just me. Uh, pretty much, uh, we were... Uh, why, why did I start that is to help our healthcare company. Um, literally, you know, OIE Health, which is um, today, I mean, it, it processes approximately $50 billion worth of healthcare claims um, every year. And so that company uh, was... Um, uh, I mean, it was my first... Uh, sort of like my uh, first uh, invention or my first uh, opportunity to success. Yeah. Uh, essentially, I worked eight months every day in the evening, you know, come in. At that time, HIPAA uh, came into, uh, in, in, into existence. And so there was a transaction code set that we actually had to... Uh, so no more claims were being submitted by paper. It all had to go through electronic uh, claims. And so nobody in the nation had it. And so literally, I took that 4,000-page compendium yeah. and converted it into code and uh, literally made a translator. And that is a patented product, which is actually used by uh, several um, 
insurance companies, Medicaid, Medicare. Right. So essentially, when you go into a hospital and uh, there is a diagnosis done, there's a claim that needs to go to either insurance companies or to um, the state governments or the federal governments for Medicare and Medicaid. And uh, literally, this software allows to uh, codify that and then uh, trans and uh, trans uh, send the claim to the respective organization for processing. So it's the back-end generator that actually does that. So how many employees do you have today? In Pringle Technologies, we're about like 100 plus people. 100 plus? Yeah. So you grew from a one-man operation to 100 plus employees. Right. I'm, I'm fortunate uh, to have uh, some core people in my management team. Um, they were, it's not just me, it's the people uh, that uh, are around me. I, I think they are the uh, folks who are doing it day in and day out right. to actually grow the business. And, and uh, again, ideation, yes, it comes out of uh, a couple of us, but I think there's a, there's a troop of people who right. are actually you know, carrying uh, the, the, the shoulders for Pringle. Yeah. Well, you know, that's, that's an interesting comment because I say the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm actually here with you because I have a team of people running my company, right, that, right. Are, that are making things go and operate when I'm not there or when I'm doing other things. Right. And uh, I have a lot of good ideas, but they also have great ideas, and it's that collaboration uh, within organizations that make them successful. Uh, you seem to be a serial inventor. You, you like to invent things, and uh, what mo what motivate you? I mean, it's essentially um, finding solutions to problems. So, and also connecting the dots. I think that's where my strengths are. And uh, really, every day I have to feel good. You know, a sense of satisfaction comes in by writing a piece of code or helping somebody you know solve a problem. And so, uh, I was fortunate, you know, to have people come to me with a problem, and then uh, try to help them solve it. So uh, I, I think being open to understanding what others' problems are, I think that, that is where yeah. it gives me a sense of uh, satisfaction when we're able to put a solution together and actually solve uh, the problem at hand. Yeah. So now you're embarking upon autonomous robotic solutions uh, that are going to revolutionize healthcare, or, uh, retail operations, mm -hmm. uh, hospitality. Talk to me a little bit about that. Yeah, so... Um, uh, again, uh, during the pandemic, we were noticing uh, in the restaurant industry, especially, you know, there was, uh, you know, either shortage of people or existing people were getting burnt out because, uh, you know, they're doing multiple chores and things like that. And so from that standpoint, uh, we were exploring robotics. And so we, we came about a delivery bot, which uses LiDAR. It's autonomous, uh, essentially uh, just like the driverless cars. It goes right. around... Uh, the restaurant, and uh, so it's it started off with you know uh, doing food runner uh, right. functions from the kitchen to the table. Uh, we did get a lot of rejection initially, you know, because uh, at my at the restaurants that we are uh, already there through our uh, Pringle Tech Bistro Stack platform, it was an easy sell. But when you go out to sell it to other customers, uh, it was always the question around: uh, Is this going to replace jobs? You know, those kind of things came through. Um, but, but the thought there is, our, our goal is not to replace jobs. Our goal is to optimize, make, make the person doing the job much more efficient and also have it a, a safer environment. So just take, for example, a waiter, you know, would be doing approximately four runs back and forth between the kitchen and the, and the, uh, and the table, for one table. And uh, think of it, the toll on their legs, their health, uh, also think of uh, the aspect of around 
uh, if if somebody calls in sick, then they have to wait on multiple additional tables, right? right? And so from that standpoint, uh, when we started uh, educating, you know, where this is, and and truly we think we don't believe that robotics should go till the last mile. The last mile should always be a human being because the human being. We, uh, I mean, the interaction between human beings is very important. Right. You cannot just say, you know, uh, so that's why our, our bots today, they take the food to the, to the uh, table and then the waiter actually uh, places it onto the uh, table. Also, um, you know, now they're spending more time with the customer. That is actually helping them uh, get more tips. So it's, it's safer, efficient, and it's, 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 it's much more uh, better for the wait right. staff. Um, now... We, we, we started with delivery. That was where, to solve a problem, we got there. But when we started exploring again, going back to that reusability mindset, uh, the bottom, uh, which is nothing but you know, going from point A to point B autonomously, it's needed in several industries as well. So that is where we came about uh, the sanitization bot. The sanitization bot, essentially, uh, we were researching on what is the best way to sanitize uh, places and uh, we looked up the healthcare industry and if you look at surgery rooms today after surgeries are done you have these UVC lights you know people take them into the rooms and actually right. uh, you know sanitize the place it was manually done people had to mask up it was a lot of uh, uh, pre-work that you had to do to sanitize it so what we thought was you know why can't we make that available in a commercial setting on an autonomous bot, so it can right. go around and do it, and it'll be a little more. And in fact, it is much more effective because it can go from point A to point B and do it in all, rather than just taking it into the center of the room and sanitizing it. So uh, we built an autonomous bot, uh, sanitization bot, which does both uh, dry mist and also UVC uh, radiation, and we did a pilot at uh, the Hickory Grove Elementary School in Dunlap, and um, essentially, end of the day, the the uh, the custodian uh, makes sure you know all the rooms uh, are opened up, and uh, in the school uh, parents and teach sorry the teachers and students open up their lockers uh, before they leave for the day, and then ten o'clock, the bots run and actually uh, do a deep clean. Uh, really, and and it's about ninety thousand square feet facility. It's doing in three hours. Uh, wow. So something like uh, my my point there is more around deep cleaning was done once a month. Right, uh, but now you have the capability to do deep cleaning every day, and and if you make these bots assistants to custodians to waiters, you know, in, right. in their job function, then I think we are upping our standards of sanitization, right? And so that is where I think uh, you know, the sanitization bots have a huge role to play because of the fact that we are in a pandemic, and in a pandemic situation, uh, everybody is in that fear and they're in that defensive mode. Uh, we need to get into that offensive mode of actually saying we have the right tools where people congregate, use these kind of tools to kind of make sure uh, the, uh, the, the uh, sanitization is done really well and uh, eventually you'll get the fear out of people and you'll also be in a position to get more uh, traffic and people conducting their lives in a normal fashion. Yeah. Right. So I was in a hotel um, a couple months ago mm -hmm. and I ordered something from, uh, I thought a person was gonna bring it to me, mm -hmm. and, uh, and I, I got a phone call that said, your, your water's at the door. Right. And I opened the door, it was a, there was a robot at the door. Yeah. So is that your technology? Yeah, yeah. so that's one of our flashbot, which is actually a supporting room service mm -hmm. uh, in, um, uh, in, in, um, in, in hotels, uh, 
middle of the night somebody asks for uh, so you have to leave stations and go around and right. sometimes you're missing uh, the phone calls and so uh, to avoid that you know yes we uh, implemented um, there are two kinds of implementations we are actually doing on a flow by flow basis or it could be just one bot which talks to the elevators summons the elevator to come down gets into the elevator and then goes on to the floor that it needs to go to and then uh, go to the respective uh, door mm. uh, so again there is uh, in terms of that specific bot i'm not sure if it is ours but there are uh, other companies in the market which have actually developed you know these kind of solutions right. and so uh, literally you know we do have a competition in every level Absolute. Absolute. and uh, and it's always good to have a healthy competition yes yeah, yeah. so um, i mean what you do what you do every day is very innovative mm -hmm. and who influenced you i mean what people in your life have most influenced you? Yeah, so my first job was with, uh, is a, is, was with a company called Factor 360. My boss, uh, Dennis Rickman, he, uh, it was a small enterprise, started with four people, but we grew and uh, I got to experience every single bit of it. You know, if I was, if I went and joined uh, a larger corporation, I, I may be doing just one single thing, but in, in that business, I was able to actually do accounting, development, you know, all those kinds right. of things. So uh, Dennis Rickman, even to this day, you know, he gives me a lot of, uh, 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 I mean, he's my mentor. And then uh, coming back to, uh, I did a couple of years, I worked at Caterpillar as well. And so uh, Paul Moshbaugh, my mentor at uh, Caterpillar. So I would say from an influential standpoint, it's uh, from a professional influential yeah. uh, influencers, it's uh, Dennis Rickman and Paul Marshball. Okay. And uh, the other thing is my family is always behind me. So that's yeah. uh, that's another thing that I want to say is uh, the most important thing because it's almost like my foundation is good. Right. And so right. I really don't have to worry about, uh, you know, looking back that's, at... That's very important. Yeah. yeah. So family, um, you know, my parents, my wife, you know, and wife's, uh, my in-laws, you know, they're all very supportive of uh, whatever I do. So, right. Yeah. So, you know, when people think about robotics and uh, autonomous uh, vehicles and all these sorts of thing, mm -hmm. things, the first thing that come to mind is like, how does that impact the workforce? Mm -hmm. Are these robots going to replace humans uh, who are actually performing these uh, positions and feeding their families, etc.? So what will be the impact on the actual workforce? Yeah, so uh, up until this time, all bots were all in the back house, meaning in warehouses and facilities. Now they're coming into the forefront to kind of address some niche problems, right? And so uh, the way I see it is bots are assistance to people, not taking over those positions. I, I think there's going to be uh, always if 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 uh, like like I like, like we take sanitization for example in sanitization world, it's it's an assistant to a uh, to a custodian to actually help out in making sure. It, it's almost like end of the day he's done an awesome job with the technology in hand, so that next day morning, parents, teachers, students, everybody feel comfortable. Right. right. And so from that standpoint, I I look at these as. Uh, augmenting the workforce with, I mean, essentially uh, as tools, not right. necessarily replacing them. 
again, there may be uh, there may be certain scenarios where people may think it is going to completely replace because you can decrease the number of people, right? But if you look at it, uh, if somebody doesn't show up, then you are not ending up having to close businesses. You're not having because it, economy runs on both business people and the, the, the producers and consumers. You have to have uh, that uh, in check. If you don't do that, then uh, we're, we're at a point where, you know, some things have to give and right. shut down, right? So you, you've mentioned sanitization uh, several times. Mm -hmm. um, so how are robot, robots really assisting with uh, the pandemic right now? Yeah, so, uh, lit uh, so in, in, in right now, with the pandemic, folks are not coming into malls. They're not coming into casinos. They're not coming in. They're not traveling airports, schools. There are all these where high traffic people used to use. Uh, I mean, used to be present. You know, you're seeing people all locked back in. And so, uh, what we with with these bots, we are actually driving a sense of confidence that the sanitization is done really well. Because uh, if you look at uh, 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 you know uh, the the casinos or you know the restaurants or schools. Uh, people are fearful to send their kids or things like that. And so, from that standpoint, what we're doing is we are increasing the standards of sanitization. And uh, so, uh, the the sense of con uh, you know the fear is gone. The sense of confidence that this place is uh, sanitized really well uh, comes back. And um, so, people can actually um, you know come back into these high traffic areas. Got you. So you uh, grew up in India, mm -hmm. right? Graduated from college in India. Right. Moved to the Dakotas. Mm -hmm. Finished your master's degree in right. Dakotas. Mm -hmm. uh, but you headquartered your company here in Peoria, right? Mm -hmm. So what led to you, I guess, having that transition and deciding to come here and make this your headquarters? So Peoria, um, going back to the ovens uh, thing, uh, the ovens. So we. If you look at Peoria, it's centrally located. So there are two things, two reasons why I chose Peoria is because of the fact that um, it's a small town. My time is my time, so I don't yeah. I don't waste my time running around right. uh, things. Yeah. Uh, if I have to address family, work, whatever this, uh, whatever it is, my work-life balance is really good in, in up here. And then the second thing is around you know it's centrally located. So from a logistics standpoint, it is the best place to be because anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, you can get things done, uh, and and there are good uh, 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 logistic companies uh, in in uh, that that service the area, which are uh, nationwide. And so, uh, anywhere, f uh, so centrally location located yeah. is the key thing here. Yeah. So you've had numerous uh, successful inventions. Mm -hmm. uh, you've grown a company from a single person mm -hmm. right to now a hundred plus employees. Uh, create a very successful enterprise, but I, out of all your accomplishments and achievements, what are you most proud of? Uh, I'm I'm proud of our uh, our team, and actually, uh, in terms of, you know, uh, can I stop? Sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, in, in terms of accomplishments. Uh, the uh, the latest one, which is on the block, on the robotics one, that is a new uh, that is the new one on the block, and actually uh, very satisfied about it, and uh, very proud that you know we will be setting a trend 
pioneering in the space of uh, you know in the space of service bots so uh, bringing the bots into the forefront you know that's yeah. that's something that i'm really proud of and uh, also um, uh, the the people that are working at pringle uh, group you know we are really really working hard and uh, so i think from that standpoint i'm proud of the people who are actually uh, and and it, it gives me that sense of accomplishment in terms of it's not just a one man company it is uh, 100 plus and and the the beauty of it is um, uh, it's n- the brand is not on me it is on the company right, right? so uh, that's the best part of it so everybody is part of it and uh, i'm very proud of that so last question for you mm-hmm. at the end of the day what do you want your legacy to be that i was able to uh provide uh, for a lot of people with all the innovation that we're bringing to the table so what i mean by that is uh, the more than employees the better it is right. for us that's right. where we want to get, grow our company to and uh, essentially um uh, end of the day i'm responsible for them right that's the way i look at it not necessarily uh, you know it's just that uh, okay i need something to be done i have an employee to do that no it's it's uh, it's uh, it's my responsibility to make sure you know there's right. there's food on the table for everybody and right. and right. increase the number of employees that's my um that's that's what i'm looking for yeah, yeah. and that's a major responsibility that mm-hmm. we have as employers right right uh when you really think about it you you're sending kids to college they're relying on the paychecks Absolutely. right to send them to college yep. to buy groceries to pay bills and and so that's a, a big responsibility mm-hmm. uh that we have when we sit in the uh, the CEO seat absolutely and so um it's been my pleasure having you on the show thank you so much there thank you mr brown thank you to all the viewers for watching without you there's no me